0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Woo! But before we jump into my recap and the excitement of this four-game series sweep over the St. Louis Cardinals by our Cincinnati Reds, wanted to let you know that after you're done listening to today's podcast, you should go check out the Locked On MLB podcast, Paul Francis Sullivan please call him Sully, gives you a great look at the Major Leagues, present and past as well. He knows him some baseball history and takes a look around what's going on in Major League Baseball. Check out the Locked On MLB podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On Reds fans, welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here today. We have a sweep to talk about, and not just any sweep, a four game sweep. First time since I was in diapers, first time since May 4th through 7th of 1990 that the Reds swept the Cardinals in St. Louis in a four game series. That was phenomenal wasn't without its drama which we'll get into later in this podcast but we got to talk about the good stuff first before we get into all that though make sure that you're following the podcast that way you don't miss anything myself Jeff Carr the host that I have for you each and every day talking about this wonderful Cincinnati Reds team we've used so many different adjectives to describe this Reds team. I I don't even know what word we're actually on, but after a four-game sweep, what else do you call them? The wonderful Cincinnati Reds. You can also follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three Fs and follow the show at On Reds. And uh, yeah, I would have been a little bit more active yesterday had I not been a bonehead and left my phone at my uh, apartment as we were out and about on a Sunday was not able to tweet at all during the game until I was able to post the lockdown. Now that was, uh, that was a test for me because, you know, love to tweet about the game, but I do that most every day. So check it out on Twitter. All right, let's, let's get into this because this was an amazing performance. This whole entire weekend, it felt like every single game, no matter how many Reds runs were scored. It was in the balance, and a lot of that had to do with the bullpen, but they still scored plenty of runs. The bats were on fire. Shout out to Nick Castellanos. His 21-game hitting streak got snapped yesterday, but hey, Castellanos still absolutely deserves to start the All-Star game. In fact, voting is open now, I'm going to remind you every single day here on the Lockdown Reds podcast to stuff the ballots for Castellanos and Winker. I mean, you can't vote for relief pitchers or else I would also include TJ Antone. But those two dudes deserve to start the All-Star Game. You cannot name two more better outfielders. Like, there, there's no scenario where it makes sense that the All-Star Game begins and Castellanos and Winker are not announced as starters. The only way that that happens is if Dodgers fans go to the ballot box and stuff it for Mookie Betts or if Cubs fans stuff it for, I don't know, if Chris Bryant's going to be considered an outfielder or what. But Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos have been two of the best, if not the two best, outfielders in all of Major League Baseball definitely in the National League. So they absolutely need to start. And Castellanos had a great weekend. Jesse Winker won the game on Sunday. The two the two guys that I look at that brought home the sweep were Jesse Winker with his three-homer performance, obviously, and then Lucas Sims for coming in this third out of four days pitching And doing exactly what needs to be done. And, And you worried a little bit because you knew that starting off the ninth inning was Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt. And what happened? They both got hits. But they weren't homers. So they were stuck on base. And that turns out to be the second best place that they could be, other than the bench, in the ninth inning because they got stranded. Lucas Sims was able to induce a weak pop-up by Tyler O'Neill, and then back-to-back dramatic strikeouts by Lucas Sims. That was phenomenal. And, and just an amazing way to close it out because you thought, you're like, oh, man, they got second and third now. What are we going to do with this? Second and third, nobody out. And Lucas Sims says, no, no, no. I got it because that's important. We're going to get into why here in a little bit, but it was important based on the fact that we know that the two guys that you can trust out of the Reds bullpen right now are TJ Antone and Lucas Sims and everybody else. You might as well just flip a coin or toss a dart somewhere or I don't, or like Reds content plus calls it, play some roulette bullpen roulette. We'll talk about that here in a little bit, but, Jesse Winker, and and hey, Eugenio Suarez had a pretty decent weekend as well. He got moved out of the leadoff spot and, which leads me to talk about our next guy, Jonathan India, but Suarez got moved out of his leadoff spot and was still productive. How about that? He doesn't have to have the most at-bats in any one single game to still get hits. So Maybe, I don't know, maybe he's starting to turn the corner. Maybe he sees the corner ahead that he's about to turn, and maybe we can start talking about a good Gino instead of a, well, let's squint to see how good he is Gino. Because that was a nice weekend for him. But how about Jonathan India? Saturday and Sunday, he's hitting leadoff. And when you first saw it on Saturday, you're like, well, I mean, I guess they, they got to do something. They got Somebody's got a leadoff in this lineup, right? Jonathan India had a heck of a weekend as the leadoff guy. Hit a homer. Out of the leadoff spot, he had another homer early on in the series when he was batting lower in the order, but he had a homer out of the leadoff spot. He got on base a bunch of times. His weighted runs created plus, which is, you know, in case you're unfamiliar with that stat, it's kind of an all-encompassing statistic when it comes to hitters, and tries to assign them a value with 100 being average and above 100 being above average, obviously. He is at a 118 this season. (laughs) that's pretty good, especially for a rookie. Love to see it. That was just a phenomenal weekend. I I love the fact because coming into this weekend, we were worried with how the Reds were playing. Now, don't get me wrong. Some of those worries persisted, but they were able to overcome them and they were able to win. What were we getting ready? We were kind of cringing about what today was going to be like. I, I was saying, dear Lord, please just split this series with the Cardinals, will you, Reds? And they did better than that. They swept them. We're going to continue talking about this series sweep as as today's an off day. I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe this off day is going to kill their mojo. I, I'd hate to see that. But as we're on an off day, we're going to continue recapping this series. Also, uh, want to get into the bullpen roulette. Credit to... Red's content plus and Steve Mancuso for coming up with that. Uh, We'll talk about that here in just a minute, but first Lucy nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Lucy has three great flavors in their nicotine gum, like wintergreen cinnamon and pomegranate that come with four milligrams of nicotine in that gum. They've also got lozenges and cherry ice, citrus, and mint. You can check them out today, and it's convenient and discreet. Products can be enjoyed anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even in the gym. Locked On MLB Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code Locked MLB to get 20% off all products on your first order, including the gums and the lozenges. That's Lucy.co. And use promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONMLB. We talked about the hitting side of things, and just kind of looking at Jonathan India's performance from the leadoff spot was was fascinating, the fact he got two hits on Saturday, one hit on Sunday, he walked on Saturday, got hit by a pitch on Sunday, he was on base all the time, and the ironic part about Saturday, whenever he had two hits and a walk, the only time he actually drove, or he got driven in, was when he drove himself in. With the home run, it's just funny because we keep saying we want somebody who can be a competent leadoff guy in front of Winker and Castellanos and beyond all the time. And randomly, he was on Saturday, just didn't get drove in a much. That's that's just baseball for you. That's not really a complaint or anything. That's just looking at that and being like, "Wow, baseball, huh?" Anyway, let's talk about the pitching too, because the pitching, at least from the starting rotation and from the bullpen on Thursday and uh one, a couple parts of Sunday and a couple parts of Saturday was good. We had a great performance. We already talked about Vladimir Gutierrez on Friday. Luis Castillo looked pretty good on Friday. Now don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. You're thinking, Oh Jeff, here it comes. Here it comes. You're going to say it again. You're going to jinx him. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say it right now, but man, he looked good on Friday. The the game that he pitched at Butch Stadium against the Cardinals, Luis Castillo against the Cardinals, was good. He pitched well. He didn't have a ton of strikeouts, which was a little bit uncharacteristic, but he limited damage. and That's what you got to do. And he got that dub. Look, I don't put a lot of meaning behind pitchers' wins and losses. You know this. I've said this many, many a time. But I do agree what Bronson Arroyo said about Luis Castillo about a month ago is that he just needs to get a win under his belt and he's going to relax. He's going to calm down. It was his first win in two months. And this is about the longest that I've ever talked about a pitcher's win or loss or whatever have you. But it is a little bit of a stimulant for pitchers when they see that stat. When they see, hey, you got the win. Congratulations, dude. You got the win. This is your win. There's a little bit of an ego boost there. And that could probably help him for his next start. But he pitched phenomenal, limiting the damage. And then you had Tyler Malley on Saturday just continuing his brilliant season that he has been having so far. I mean, that one start against the Cubs notwithstanding where he gave up seven runs, that was brilliant. Against the Cardinals allowing two runs and pitching, basically giving the bullpen almost a night off. I mean, this day and age when starters are only going about five innings anyway, that's about a complete game. Let's be honest. And if it were a doubleheader, it would have been a complete game. But at the same time, like just a phenomenal job by Tyler Malley in that game. And that was something that we looked at as, all right, they won their first two after Friday. What's going to happen this weekend? Are they going to say, you know what? we're good here, we did our jobs, we're all right, we can go home with the series split, we didn't lose this series against the Cardinals. No, they buckled down and continued playing good baseball. What a great weekend this was to be a Reds fan because the pitching, and and then you had a nice performance by Wade Miley, and some people wonder, and I initially wondered this too, whenever I was thinking about the context of the game, why do you pull Wade Miley... After the fifth, why do you go to the bullpen in the sixth? Easy. You're up by seven and you've got a veteran pitcher who, if you can protect, it is probably your responsibility as a manager to protect that dude. Make sure that he doesn't go out there and tweak something on a bad pitch or slip something. You know, I whatever. He doesn't go out there and hurt himself randomly. We know how baseball can be a funny sport with that sometimes. So he did the smart decision and he said, my bullpen can hold a seven run lead, right? Surely they didn't even get an out in the sixth. And yes, this is going to be the portion where we kind of transfer, transfer from a little bit of good vibes to a little bit of, oh gosh, the bullpen. (laughs) They didn't get an out. Michael Foles and Brad Brock, Come in, give up seven runs, and don't get an out. What are we doing? I tell you what, and, and um, it's something that I want to talk more in depth about. A great article, and it was linked to in the Reds Content Plus Morning Spin newsletter for uh, Monday morning, But <laughs> the idea of bullpen roulette and why the Reds are where they are with this bullpen. But my, oh my, between, so they give up the lead in not even one third of an inning on Sunday. Friday night was stressful as hell too because you were up six to two and in, in going into the ninth. And you're like, all right, this is fine. We got this. Yeah, but T.J. Antone and Lucas Sims weren't pitching that night because they had both pitched two innings respectively on Thursday. So your two best guys are out of the equation for one night. You got to figure out how to patch together a performance from this bullpen. And yeah, And, 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 and the other guy, I mean, maybe, maybe he is in the can-we-trust-him-we-don't-know category is like Heath Hembry. He pitched on Friday night, and he was just okay. He was a lot better on Sunday. Pretty nice, perfect inning there for him. But for Friday, it was a bit of a struggle, and then everybody else was just giving stuff up. That ninth inning felt like it took a half an hour to get the win, but they got it. They held it down, and they finished the sweep. All right, bullpen roulette coming up. But before we get into that, question for you Did you know that Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors? Plus, they add in the occasional limited time flavor? You got to check it out today. You can check out my favorite flavor, Cherry Barcia, or they've got coconut, coconut almond, which basically tastes like an uh, almond joy. Uh, they've got raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate and salted caramel there is something for everyone and if you're not sure which one's your favorite you can create a mixed box that way you can try all the flavors and find your favorite one not only are built bar flavors the best tasting but they're also healthy too most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein only 130 calories only four grams of sugar and only 4 grams of net carbs. There's even a couple that have even more like 18 grams of protein. Order them today and get that Cherry barcia, or, you know, try mint brownie or a mix box. Whatever you like. When it comes to Built Bar, you can also save by using the promo code LOCKED15. Go to BuiltBar.com today. Use that promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com and the promo code Locked 15. I've got a great way for you to get off the bench and get in the game and start making some cash off your sports knowledge today. That's at betonline.ag. They are the number one sports book that I trust with my money when it comes to my sports wagering, and you should too. Betonline.ag has all the best lines when you're talking about Major League Baseball, the NHL, the NBA as they're heading into their playoff season, or... As well as combat sports like UFC and boxing. Check it out today, betonline.ag. And when you do, set up your profile with the promo code locked on. You'll get 50% more on your initial deposit just for typing that in. That's betonline.ag and the promo code locked on to get 50% more. On your initial deposit, you can check out the money lines on all the games happening today, the run lines or the point spreads, depending on which sport you're looking at. And they've got great prop bets as well. You can hone in on individual players. If you think that they're going to have a big game, you can throw some money on that today. That's betonline.ag. And when you set up your profile, type in the promo code LOCKEDON. So with the awesome weekend in St. Louis with a four game series sweep, you still had the inevitable, indomitable, terrible bullpen performances outside of TJ Antone and Lucas Sims. And it's funny because it's a term that I didn't realize until today's morning spin that Steve Mancuso had came up with and he had written this a couple of days ago after the Reds were destroyed by the Phillies 17-3, talking about bullpen roulette. Because whenever you bring in these guys, and that's even kind of including Antonin Sims, although they've been way, way better at not getting burned by bullpen roulette, but the idea that whoever comes into the game, you just spin the barrel... And it could be an out, it could be a strikeout, it could be a walk, it could be a home run. You just don't know. You, you don't have any sort of trust in these guys to know that they're going to come in and get the job done. And it's unfortunate to see because they looked so much better last season. And they didn't even look that good. They are terrible this year when it comes to just consistency of performance unless that consistency is is, is bad. Uh, you've got some different guys in here and, and and this is kind of this is kind of where Steve says the idea of bullpen roulette was born. The, the Reds decided to completely build their bullpen from castaways guys that other teams didn't want. Basically, the Reds, this offseason, went uh, through garage sales. And they're still going through garage sales of relievers. When you look at these guys, like Carson Fulmer was cut by so many teams. He's in AAA now. Sean Doolittle. Heath Hembry, Brad Brock. Michael Feliz. You can point to all of these guys, Cam Bedrosian, of course, as well, who, who's long gone, but you can point to these guys and say, you know what? I think I remember when that guy was good for this team. I can tell you, I remember Brad Brock was a pretty decent uh, replacement closer for the Orioles a few years back, whenever Kevin Britton went on the IL for most of that year. I had Brad Brock in Fran and fancy baseball. That's, that's why I remember that. And you can remember, uh you know, Michael Feliz's numbers earlier this year with the Pirates. He came over from the Pirates with a season ERA under three. And again, I always say this about relievers, but ERA does not tell a very big picture. It definitely doesn't paint the whole picture, but it doesn't really paint any of the picture when it comes to a reliever. I look at strikeout percentage and walk percentage and things like that. Michael Feliz, since coming over to the Reds, has 5.4 walks per nine. He's just walking way too many guys. Now, he does have a 12.2 strikeouts per nine, but 5.4 walks per nine is way too many. And just on the counting side of things, he's given up 12 earned runs and 13 hits in six and two-thirds inning as a red. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The, The problem with these guys is not that they aren't talented. It's not that they weren't at one time talented. It's the fact that other teams are telling you how to view these guys. And the Reds are saying, no, 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 we we can fix them. We've got Derek Johnson, but they, they go to Derek Johnson and they say, we see the job that you've done with Sonny Gray and we see the job that you've done with Tyler Malley and we see the job that you've done with these other guys. So here's your next project. We brought in, um, it's this, uh, I think it's a TV or something that we got this one garage sale owner says it doesn't turn on though, but we know that you can fix it. And then we, we, we've got this, uh, uh, cart thing. It's only got three wheels. It's supposed to have four. We're pretty sure you can get that to work, right? And here's a bunch of broken glass over here. You could make something out of that, right? I mean, it, there is a point where even the most guruist of gurus has a little bit of difficulty. And I think Derek Johnson is probably behind closed doors just shaking his head and drinking a lot and who knows what else. Just probably like, holy crap. Can I get some help a little bit? Can you go out and get legit relievers? Because the guys who are good in this bullpen are the homegrown or the traded for guys, TJ Antone and Lucas Sims. And Amir Garrett was supposed to be there, but he's definitely not found it. Whenever we declared Amir Garrett back, that was obviously too early as well. He has been nothing short of a disaster, especially here recently, but mostly for the entire season as well. Like he's had some good performances that we thought he was back with. And then all of a sudden he regresses. So what do you do with a bullpen like this? Number one, if I'm David Bell, I'm probably counting on my starters to pitch a little bit longer. And I know that with the analytics and talking about third time through the order, but I think I'd almost rather see my starter go a third time through the order than I would try and pick up one of these guys out of the bullpen. Because kind of like what happened on Thursday, and it's funny, shout out to Jojo Jammer. He had the question on the Jeff's Junk Mail last week, Just can we just pitch Sims and Antone all weekend and deal with the repercussions after? They almost did that. I mean, both those guys got into three of these four games. But unfortunately, they are human beings who you really cannot do that to throughout a whole season. That would be an insane workload, and their arms would probably fall off. So we cannot expect that all the time. As good as it was to see, and as much as it led to the wins that they got, having those guys in there... You're going to have to call on Sean Doolittle at some point. You're going to have to call on Amir Garrett at some point. You're going to have to call on Ryan Hendricks and Heath Embry and Michael Feliz and Brad Brock. And they just brought up Austin and, and and those guys. You're going to have to call on those guys at some point. And what are you going to get out of them? That's where the roulette comes in. Cause you just don't know. Spin the wheel each time the batter comes to the plate. Heck, in some cases, spin the wheel each time they throw it. So we'll see how this continues because this is an area that if the Reds want to contend, they might want to do the thing that they didn't do this offseason and go find a good reliever and trade for him and pay him. Just my thought there. But hey, it was a sweep. It was beautiful. It was a great weekend to be a Reds fan because they beat those bad birds down. And it's funny because I got a I got a message from Lucas Smith, our locked on Cardinals host after Sunday's game, and it just had an ellipsis dot dot dot, and he said, "Don't talk to me till July." Well, we're probably gonna talk before then, but sorry, Lucas, that was an amazing weekend. I'm so happy to see it. That was amazing. All right, so for this off day, hope you guys enjoy it. There's no Reds baseball today. They will be back in action at Great American Ballpark. Tuesday with what they are now dubbing pack the park night. As, as Dan Horde said on extra innings yesterday, he said they didn't want to call it re -re reopening day. Although that would have been kind of funny. I think re -re reopening day, just go with it, you know, but pack the park night, Tuesday night against the Brewers. we got the Brewers coming to town and the Rockies coming to town. The Brewers are now tied with the Cubs for first place in the central So another big series coming up here. Hopefully they can take two out of three and then sweep the Rockies. And then we're talking about an above 500 ball club after the week is out. And that would be amazing to see. But, hey, we'll get into all of that on tomorrow's podcast. We'll be talking about the Brewers series, getting you ready for that. And don't forget, on Wednesday, Dan Horde, who I just mentioned about uh, hosting extra innings on Sunday, will be joining me on Wednesday to talk all things Reds, talk all things uh, his broadcasting career, which started in the minor leagues of baseball. I know that you guys are thinking, well, he's like the Bengals guy, isn't he, or the Bearcats guy? He loves him some baseball, and he loves him some Reds as well. We're going to talk about all of that on Wednesday. So you're not going to want to miss it. And the best way to not miss it is to subscribe and follow the podcast on whatever app you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter, at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone at 513-549-0159 for questions, comments, reactions, whatever you've got. But that'll do it for us here today. Now, tell your smart device to check out the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski brings you all the big sporting news in under 20 minutes. Check it out today on wherever you get your podcast. But that'll do it for the Locked On Reds podcast here today. I'm your host Jeff Carr. I will talk to each and every one of you tomorrow. Hey prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.